Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Overcoming Podcast. I'm Derek. Hi, everyone. I'm Tylee. So, so the last and in, in, in the first part of the series, we were talking about Harriet Tubman and the disability that she had and the effect that she had on us. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit, Tylee? Um, Harriet Tubman, what could I say about her? She was truly a warrior, although she had epilepsy and she suffered a brain injury. She truly defeated the odds. And especially for her time, she was quite an amazing individual. And I'm so happy that she's being placed on the $20 bill. Yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about, um, how the Black Panther faced the disabled community, how Dr. Martin Luther King helped in that moment. So you want to get a little, give us a little bit of a rundown? So for those of you who don't know, Martin Luther King actually didn't just focus on civil rights. He focused on disability rights as well for the African-American community. There was mm. a Black Panther by the name of by the name of Conrad Floyd, who was a part of the Black Panther. I think he had muscular dystrophy, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And he was a part of the Black Panther as well. But Martin Luther King started the resolution for those with disabilities. And it it's an amazing thing to know that, how he started it, basically. Because before Martin Luther King, I don't think there was any disability rights advocates out there, but he basically started the movement. And if you look back into 30 years ago, when the ADA was being forced upon the the society, they have a they have a sign with the people with disability that says we shall now overcome, which is something that Martin Luther King always said. Right. So yeah, um so yeah. How do I say this? Black Panther, Martin Luther King, you know, which two very strong things, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially in, in in our community, you know, to know that the Black Panther had something, had someone with a disability, which I did not know, you know, with that that gives you a different um What's the word I want to use? Perspective. Perspective. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, that gives you a whole different perspective onto what really went on during those times regarding African Americans with disabilities and so forth. Because to be honest, Derek, and this is the problem that I've seen, is that when we go into civil rights and we go into Martin Luther King, black people with disabilities aren't spoken about which is unfortunate when we go back into the historical times of going to school and learning about black history. They never talked about what it was like for you to be black and have a physical disability. You know what I'm saying? I, I know Michael Luther King didn't have a disability, but he had the 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 knowledge to know that, okay, hey, these people are being affected by this, 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 so let me help with that. 
Exactly. And honestly, I feel like Martin Luther King inspired me to go out there and be an advocate as a half African American Latina. You know, I didn't really have many role models growing up that were in my position as an African American Latina who was also mm -hmm. disabled. So I looked up to Martin Luther King and I, I told myself in the fourth grade I was going to be the Martin Luther King for disabled people or the Coretta Scott King or the Rosa Parks for disabled people. Right. I mean, we could even throw in there Thomas Wiggins. Yeah. He was you phenomenal know, which, as well. Yeah, which I think, you know, we're talking about three black men helping the disabled community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just mind-boggling when you think about all these things that these African American figures did for us as African Americans, but not only that, disabled African Americans. And I, I think we need to start bringing that to the limelight. Like a few weeks ago, I had the honor of being featured in Disability Diversity's Black History Month flyer, and they featured me as a black activist. And that was a huge honor for me to be alongside Harriet Tubman because they put me right next to Harriet Tubman and Eric Hall. So I was just like, this is a huge honor. And you could find that on you could find that on their Instagram and on their Facebook. But it was it was a huge honor to embrace my African American heritage. And I have to thank Martin Luther King Jr. because he gave me the courage to do that. What what is one of your favorite things about Martin Luther King? Mm, the way he spoke to the people, the way he brought people together, and he didn't promote violence. Like, if he were to see what was going on today, he wouldn't like it. Just like his daughter tweeted a, a few weeks ago when the Capitol was being rioted. She said, my father would not have liked this world in this society. And I have to, I have to agree, and I appreciate his children for continuing on the legacy. I like the way he speaks. I like the way he brought together equality and exclusion for all people. Yeah. He was the start of what people with disabilities needed to do. Right. So, so let, let's let's go back a little bit. Henry Tubman, right? Mm -hmm. Coming along, coming along, doing that time. Then Martin Luther King, and then the Black Panther, you know, and then Thomas Wiggins. You know, we have all these Black people, some who have disabilities, some who don't, but they want to help. You get, you get, you get where I'm going with this? Yeah, they want to help society. They want to help society grow, despite mm -hmm. the fact that there's differences. And I feel like it should be that way now. Just because yeah. you don't have a disability doesn't mean you can't help the African-American community and those that, that are disabled in there. Because as I stated in the last podcast, we have this stigma of African-Americans living in poverty and 80% of them being disabled. Right. And I have to say, Derek, where's the help? Where's the where's the... Where's the connection between these two communities? There's not a lot of connection between these two communities. 
And that's why I feel like when you asked me to do the series, I was more than honored to do it as an African-American Latina woman because I said I could have been that statistic, you know? It's 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 more of when you look at these people in, in, in the history books, right? It doesn't mention their disabilities. No, it doesn't. To, you have to kind of like go like really dig in to find it. Yeah, you really have to dig in to find it on your own. And I'm also telling, I was on the phone with my former special education teacher and I said, you know, when you used to teach us, you didn't touch that Harriet Tubman had a disability. And she looked at me like she did. Like she didn't even know Harriet Tubman had a disability. And it's like, where are we going wrong when it comes to teaching our people about disability and exclusion in history too? Because that's that's erased in black history. Right. Unfortunately, and I didn't find that out till I was older. I didn't I you know, I didn't even learn about disability history until I was I was well in my 20s and I got into advocacy. Well, well into my late teenage years, but this is something I should have known for many years. I feel like as an African-American half Latina, I feel like that would have helped me to know that Harriet Tubman had a disability and she freed all the slaves. Yeah. Here's, here's something. Growing up, growing up post-civil rights movement era, I have learned from an early age how significant Dr. King legacy was to not only African-Americans, but to all Americans who fought tire tirelessly to ensure that all people have the same basic human rights. Mm-hmm. That's true. It wasn't just for Black people. It, it wasn't just for the whites. It was for everybody to come together. And think mm -hmm. about it. If Martin Luther King would have never started his movement, who knows if we would have had the ADA in place? True. Did, you, did True. you know that back in the days when the South was segregated, that people with disabilities couldn't go, couldn't go to mainstream school, especially the ones of color, because they would put them in the poor income schools? It's still like that. Yeah, unfortunately, it's still like that. I had to fight fight my way through mainstream school and I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of people that still do because there's a ton of people that still believe in the stigma that if you're black and disabled you must have grown up in poverty mm -hmm. and I mean it's it's so crazy because even the the, the kind of off topic but I mean the education for for disability, it's only they want you only know the basic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They want and, you to and, only know and, the basic and and not to cut you off, Mr. Derek, but as soon as you walk into the school and you have a visible disability, they stereotype you and automatically want to put you in special ed. And I had to fight to get in the mainstream floor when I entered the third grade. And I was so happy when I got to go upstairs into mainstream classes. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's the same thing with me. I mean, it's, it's it was a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
the parents have to go in there and if the parents don't know their rights they follow what the school says and that's when mm. the schools are like oh we got you we're gonna put you in this bubble but it takes a parent to say no you're not gonna put my child in this bubble yeah yeah and i want to ask this again if dr ken was sitting let's do this this way if herbert Tumman and that the king was sitting in front of you, right? And what's the mm -hmm. guy from Black Panther? The, Conrad McLeod. Yeah, if those three people were sitting in front of you, what would you ask them? First of all, I would ask Martin Luther King, how did you get to be so smart and how did you get to be so wise beyond your years? And what advice would you give an African-American that is disabled living in this world today? Right. And then Harriet Tubman, I would ask her the same thing. How does she cope with epilepsy? And what advice would you give me as someone who has mild epilepsy? And um, and Conrad McFloyd, I, I, I wouldn't have anything to ask him, but more power to him. And I would ask him, how did he push his chair through those crowds? Mm. You know, back then things weren't as accessible. Yeah. It wasn't required, so that's one thing I would ask. I think I would ask them what was their determination. Yeah. What was their de determination in life? Yeah, what was the push? What was the drive? Because mm. that's the most important thing, too. I should have thought of that question, but what's the most important thing that pushed you? Because everybody needs to push out in this society to be be the best that they could be like your push to be an advocate is different from my push because we all come from different backgrounds and different stories and such yeah um anything else you want to talk about uh can we talk about how rosa parks too yeah how she was an example for a lot of young young african-american girls with disabilities she was even my example growing up going to school when the teachers told me no tylea you couldn't do something i would think back to her courageous move and I, how she sat in the back of the bus no matter what the outcome was she she fought her way through and look at her she's being honored and she deserves it so thank you mrs parks for being one of my heroes Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, like every time a teacher told me, no, you can't, I would I would do like a Rosa Parks move where I would just be like, yes, I can, and I would protest my right. It's it's more of Harriet Tubman, go with me on this, Harriet Tubman working through the underground, right? Mm-hmm. Rosa Parks sitting back at the bus for us to be able to sit in to sit in front of the bus, right? Okay. Dr. Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. Amen. You get the connection with all Yeah, dreams? I get the connection. They <laughs> did that so that we all could have voices as individuals, as African-Americans. That's like, there's a t-shirt that says, Ruby Ridge went up the stairs of Franklin William 
elementary school in New Orleans so that Camila Harris can run. And that's that's powerful right there. And we need to we need to talk about Ruby Ridge in the next pod that we do because she's a phenomenal she was a phenomenal little girl. Yeah. I mean, for you to be able to think about that Harriet Tubman, I'm gonna say it again, Harriet Tubman working in the underground, still had a disability, was able to overcome it, right? Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, which that's for all of us, right? Yeah. Rosa, Rosa Park selling back of the bus so we can sit in the front of the bus. Yes, she did. <laughs> No, and Martin Luther King, he spread it the message that we all want to spread as people with disabilities, exclusion, acceptance, and equality. So mm-hmm. while people think that black history and Martin Luther King doesn't have a connection to people with disabilities, he does in many ways. Uh, yeah. He started that movement for all of us to focus focus on exclusion and acceptance and equality. I think I think I was reading that when he was doing the movement, he did the movement, and he kind of went back and looked at how, and people were asking him, why are people with disabilities not included? Uh Right? So that's when he decided, oh, yeah, let's include these, let's include other people in the the same movement. Yeah. Yeah. Whole exclusion movement that has mm-hmm. been going on for 30 plus years now and when it comes to disability rights he he gave us the foundation to fight for for the 504 plan the ada and much more yeah. although there's still a lot of work that needs to be done our voices are continuing to be heard because of the of the courageousness of martin luther king jr harriet tutman Conrad McFloyd and many more. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we were talking about this the last time. Was you and I? We both agree about the Black Lives Matter thing, right? Yeah, a lot of. But, but also, what about that disability life matter? Yeah, there's a whole thing because. And I'm right, I'm right in the middle because I'm African American, I'm half African American, half Latina, and I'm disabled. So I go right into these borderlines of being intertwined with this whole movement, and it's like it's crazy to think about, you know. But I hope with our message today and the messages that we have to come that we can change the world and we can change society at the you know, as I say in my upcoming book, why I advocate, this is why I advocate, you know. Mm. Wow. This wow, is wow, exactly what I feel like with Martin Luther King Jr. He started the foundation for all this advocacy in the African-American community and the disability community. All all together. So thank you, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I salute you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think we're good. Uh yeah. This has been the All Coming Podcast. 
I'm Derek. And I'm Tylee. Flores I wish you guys terrible palsy. I will see you guys next week. Next week. I can't wait.